Welcome back, welcome back. Six Pennies Podcast is finally back. I know you guys have been waiting a long time. Me and Albie are here today. How's it going, buddy? What's up, Timmy? How are you? Happy belated Good. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I didn't get the best uh, sweet potatoes with marshmallows over Thanksgiving. I was kind of disappointed in that. Um, Gross. What, how, was, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. I went to sleep really early Thanksgiving Day, probably Come on. like 8 p.m. And then, and then you woke up to go to Black Friday? Yeah, I did Black Friday shopping at like 6 a.m. And then played really? golf. Really? Yeah, and then played golf at like 10.30. It was like a really nice day. Wait, what did you get for Black Friday? I didn't know you went shopping. I got a PS4, PS4 games, a new Wow, a new you couch. got a PlayStation? What is this, 2010? Yeah, a new couch. Do they ca- still sell those things? A new couch, a new Christmas tree, everything, man. Wow, you got a couch? <laughs> That's pretty good. I got a bunch of electronics, got some clothes, went to the outlets at, on Thanksgiving night. Uh, got some baby stuff, got a new car seat. Man, Thanksgiving, Black Friday is truly number one. Is it the... Um, Mock is, is not with the, us today. Is it the Gra- Graco brand or whatever it is? No, it's uh, <laughs> Kiko. But good good, good effort there. <laughs> our our uh, other two pennies... Mock is not here today, uh, but he probably does like Thanksgiving a little bit more now. I'll leave it to him to, to share that on our next podcast. Yeah, def- definitely top three for him now. It's got to be. It's it's up there. Uh, well, today we're going to talk about the NBA. Um, enough of a, a lead there, but it's been about six weeks into the season, and it's time to go over some of the hottest topics. We're just going to go round robin across the league. Before we get started, want to get a quick shout out to our friends at Farmers Insurance, in particular our man Derek Shaw. We are farmers. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Don't be unprepared if there is some sort of a natural disaster. Or you're in a car accident. Make sure to get a quote from Derek Shaw today for your auto, home, or life insurance. Um, you can check out all the details on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash six pennies podcast. Is that right? Yes. All right. Um, yeah, Derek is waiting for your call or your email or your text. So uh, just check out our page and you can find him and he'll give you a great discount if you mention six pennies. All right, let's get started. Um, Albie, how many NBA games have you watched this season? I would say 2017 is actually the most sports I've watched for maybe the last five plus years. And to answer your question, I watch about two to three NBA games a week. You just watch like the ESPN or the TNT broadcasts? Yeah, and, and maybe catch like a Mavericks game um, because... And then and then you probably watch like a total of maybe two or three more in all the Instagram videos combined, Oh, right? yeah, like the, the amount of Instagram <laughs> House, of, House of Highlights videos I watch equals, yeah, multiple games a week. It's so good. Man, you are definitely the expert. Good thing I am going to ask you the questions. I'm going to be honest. I have not watched a single full NBA game this year. Hey, I've be, watched like clips. Be, before we dive dive into the NBA, I have a quick question regarding Instagram. So you know how like those videos show the amount of views? Does it, yeah. does it count unique like viewers? Or is it just how many times I, I like cycle through that video? You know? I don't think it's unique. I think it is just how many times they're watched in total. Uh, so that's why, like every LeBron video, there's over a million views because I just, I literally just keep it running. So you're like uh, about 
twenty thousand of, of <laughs> yeah. each million or something. Yeah. But they're yeah, especially if they're short too, then they'll just keep looping over and over, huh? Yeah, I, I watch everything when it comes to LeBron, like his mannerisms, how he like. <laughs> Do you like? <laughs> We'll get to LeBron. Do you like how on Instagram, if you like scroll past the video and you come back, it starts back from the beginning? I love versus it. Versus on like no, I love on, it. On like Twitter, if you scroll past and come back, it just keeps playing. No, because there's so many times where like let's say the video is ninety or fifty nine seconds, I don't want to watch like forty five seconds to go back to the the front, to the beginning. I wanted to. I, if I want to see something that I just missed in the beginning, I want to just scroll up and then come back down and it starts. I love that. Yeah, but then the problem is, what if there's what if the video on Instagram is longer and you scroll past it like while it's almost over, and then you're like, oh shoot, I missed that. You scroll back up, you have to watch the whole thing from the beginning again. You can't fast forward. That's just another view on their metrics. I've I, I don't know I, I don't know which one's better. Sometimes I like one more than the other, but um, all right, let's get to it. We're gonna go Eastern Conference first. Oh yeah, so I was saying I really haven't watched anything. Um, highlights obviously i've kept up with everything and watched like clips here and there but you're gonna be in that you're gonna be the expert today is that okay yeah wait so on instagram do you follow house of highlights and bleacher report no i don't follow either of them wait really yeah so i i I definitely need to tag you more on these videos i watch yeah you tag me i click on it and then i i'm done with it that's that's all i see of that video yeah you just i, I you, follow like you just, nba and you just comment NBA back you just comment back like amazing or sick and that's it <laughs> yeah because it's always just like a lebron video doing something he always does true you're 15 man you're 15 you're 15 uh pretty pretty close to the best numbers of his career yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and start with the Cavs. They're now fourteen and seven. They started what five and seven, and now they've won nine in a row, um, something like that. But he is pretty incredible without Kyrie on the team, um, without Tristan Thompson right now. How do you feel about LeBron? And more importantly, are you worried about his workload? He's averaging the most minutes I think in the league right now. I mean, at this rate, if he continues to get ejected in the third quarter or if his team starts blowing people out by halftime, he, his minutes will continue to go lower. So I'm okay with it. I think Ty Lu, who I think is a terrible coach, he had a really nice quote the other week. He said that, um, you know, superstars or, you know, transcendent players, they play games. They play heavy minutes. He was talking about how he was on the Wizards team in 01 where he played with like a 40-year-old Michael Jordan and that year he averaged 40 minutes. And he was like, that's that's just what they do. They're not normal people. They're once-in-a-lifetime type generation players. And so that's what LeBron is doing. And the best thing LeBron said about it was, you know, he'll rest when he retires. So I'm okay with it. Um, I think... I mean, like, from a basketball standpoint, I think the amount of minutes and workload that he had last year, definitely, um, you could you, you could see it, it, like, put its toll on him in the finals because the Warriors was just running, like, circles around him because he was, like, gassed. But this year, I think with reinforcements coming with Tristan Thompson, Isaiah Thomas, second half of the year, I think he'll be fine. Um... I mean, maybe he'll just take a break in the middle of the year too, and, and get his get his rest like in, uh, in January or something. Yeah, I mean that's that that is his mo every year. Yeah, I mean he's uh, obviously he's amazing. Um, I think 
they are the favorites in the East. Everybody has said that for, I don't know, three years now. But, you know, even preseason coming in, it was pretty much a no-brainer. Um, first two weeks, three weeks of the season, we got kind of worried there when they started off slow. But now they're, they're back, like, in second, third place in the East. Do you think that there is any threat from Boston, who is, uh, you know, best record in the league right now, 18-4? and four? Yeah, so I don't think Cleveland will finish with the best record. I think Boston is definitely shooting for that. Kyrie, if if anyone's been paying attention, he's actually changed this game. He's he's a floor leader. He shares the ball. Sure, he there are moments in the fourth quarter where he just jacks and takes over, but he's a completely different player. And I think obvi- it's very, very obvious that he's trying to show the world that he doesn't need LeBron James to be a good leader, be a good number one option and so he's he's trying to share the ball but um to answer your question i think that type of play along with you know jalen brown jason tatum and and those guys i think they're gonna finish with the best record in the east but i will say even through the Cavs struggles even when they started five and seven when they played against the raptors the wizards the celtics they always won so i think they play up when they need to, and so I'm, I'm not worried about Cleveland at all. Like, they really, if they really, really wanted to, they could probably sweep Boston in the playoffs. Um, I don't think they'll sweep them, but yeah, I would still say they're the favorites. Uh, back to Kyrie, he is on another level this year, though. He is really playing differently, like, really looking to pass the ball more, distribute, and um, he's not scoring very much. He's, like, barely over 20 points a game. I don't think he's shooting even that well, but... His highlights, man, that that guy is incredible with the ball. He's so crafty. It's like every game he has two or three amazing dribble moves and finishes. Um, but long run, uh, I don't think they're ready yet. Even if Gordon Hayward somehow comes back towards the end of the season or the playoffs, that's not going to be enough to get past the king. Yeah, and I mean, they're doing all this without Isaiah Thomas. And we, I mean, obviously, we don't know how healthy he's going to be or how effective he's going to be, but... He's still he's still going to be a problem for any team, you know. And so Isaiah Thomas is going to make a really big difference for that team. Yep. All right. Well, let's keep going through the East. I, I have three more teams that are kind of uh, doing pretty well right now. They're you know going to be big competitors in the playoffs, and obviously it's exactly what we expected. Dang, we're gonna no, talk. It's not. We're gonna talk about five teams in the East. That's kind of crazy. It's it's crazy because Detroit is sitting at number two. We got Philly at number five and Indiana number six. Which of these three, or it can be one, two, or three of them, which does not belong um, where they're at right now? I think Philly is fool's gold. Um, with that being said, I love Ben what? Simmons. I think he's amazing. Um, he's definitely the runaway for rookie of the year. Joel Embiid is playing out of his mind. I watched. I watched the entire game of him against the Lakers a couple of weeks ago, and he just oh the forty six fifteen game. Yeah, he he, he 40, was just 46, 15, toying, toying them with like Hakeem Olajuwon moves and all that. But at the end of the day, I can't name you their coach, so I think that's a huge disadvantage there. Oh, um, you don't know Brett Brown? They only have one. I mean, I guess Covington is good, but he's not really proven. What about JJ Redick? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I I feel like they only have one. You know clutch quote unquote clutch shooter in the fourth so with that being said yeah yeah with that it's it's hard until you know they prove me otherwise 
I th- I think Detroit with Stan Van Gundy, Gundy and Andre Drummond playing really really well right now and shoot he's shooting what like seventy five percent free throws like yeah it's I th- I think they are a legitimate playoff team in in the East and the Pacers I I really don't know anything about them except Lance Stevenson has had a lot of Instagram videos on House of Highlights the last couple nights <laughs> he had some pretty sick no look passes and a big finish to uh. Um, a game recently, but yeah, Indiana, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen with them. Victor Oladipo is balling, uh, making that, that trade for Paul George not look too bad. Detroit, like you mentioned, they're, they're doing well. I don't know what's going to happen moving forward, but Andre Drummond looks really good. Um, I, I, I care the most about Philly because Joel Embiid is just a monster, um, not just on the court, but also social media and personality. That guy is hilarious. Um, have you heard the comparisons, people calling him Shaquem? Uh, that's the first time I've heard of it. I mean, that's pretty good, I guess. He is very charismatic. He's super skillful, and he he plays the social media card very well. With that being said, did you see the sequence of 75-year-old Dwayne Wade blocking him at the rim? And then, no, I didn't. Okay, so uh, Joel Embiid got the offensive rebound, which is what he does, right? He's always around the around the hoop he gets the offensive rebound and 75 year old Dwayne Wade blocks him straight up on a layup attempt and says get that s out of here the ball then ends up in LeBron's hand and he um he does oh I did see that yeah he he does like the you know pick and roll and then they switch it off and it was LeBron versus Joel Embiid one-on-one on the other end and LeBron just is like this rhythm dribble makes a pretty long jumper and then he just stares down Joel Embiid and starts laughing at him and Embiid had nothing to say at that point they were down like 17 in the fourth and um man that was a awesome sequence for you know the year 15 veterans there yeah I mean Embiid is still young and he's still uh like you said the Sixers aren't going to be there this year but we got an amazing future with those two guys right now and Someday, maybe if Markel Fultz gets healthy and plays too, um, what's they the, could be something really special. What's the latest on Fultz? Do you know? Uh, the latest was that he was going to be out for two to three weeks. That was like last week, um, just to check on his shoulder soreness or something. But I think it's something worse going on in his in his shoulder that, that the Sixers just aren't telling us. Yeah, because I, I actually was pretty high on him coming in. Um, Everybody was. The, there was a recent video. I don't know why we're talking about Instagram so much. Probably because I'm on it all the time. But there was a video of, of uh, the Philly fans chanting for Okafor to play because they were like blowing out whichever team and they were like, bring on Okafor. And then um, Joel Embiid on the bench asked Markel Fultz. He was like, what are they saying? Because, you know, Embiid doesn't speak English very well. So he's like, what are they saying? I don't understand. And then Fultz was like, Okafor, they went Okafor, and then Embiid started like pumping up the crowd, getting them to chant it louder, and Fultz was just going crazy on the side. So, it's it's that's like to me that's his like defining moment so far in his NBA career is like being on his Instagram video and in street clothes. Man, I hope it doesn't end up that he's gonna be a huge bust because uh, I mean. Getting that many good picks in a row for Philly, it, it'd be pretty incredible if they build something special with them. It'll be pretty sad if he uh, doesn't get better soon. 
So that, I, I kind of want to hijack this a little bit and ask you a question. Outside of Ben Simmons, who's been the best rookie that was actually drafted last year? It's easily Jason Tatum, right? Yeah, I agree. He's he's been incredible for Boston. Like he looks like he is a an established veteran. Like he can score in so many different ways. He's efficient. He shoots threes. He plays defense too. Like every day when I check fantasy stats, he's racking up stats. That's pretty good too. Yeah, he's I, contributing to a winning team and playing a lot. I think I saw the other day that he's actually the most efficient fourth quarter player in the NBA. Isn't that nuts? Well, we're. Man, we're already like twenty five percent through the year, yeah. so it's not not that small of a sample size anymore. So Dan- Danny um, Ainge, like at this Danny point, Ainge, man, yeah, Danny Ainge at this point kind of killed that deal. Gosh, freaking Boston! All right, let's get out of the East. That's that's way too much time on the East, right? <laughs> way okay, too West. Much. The the West. Um, let's breeze past the Warriors because neither of us really care about them. They're uh, they're in second place in the West, and they're looking like they're just on cruise control, right? Um, I mean, yes, yes and no. I feel like when teams get up for them, the Warriors are not hitting back like they've been doing the last couple of years. Like the Thunder game was really hyped last week and um, you know, Russell Westbrook was going at them and Stephen Curry wasn't doing anything. Like he was just letting it happen. Um, the, the most recent game last night when the Kings were going at him and then Bog, Bogdanovich hit a game winner in Draymond, like, you never see that kind of stuff happen in the previous two years. So it's it's kind of interesting. Maybe it's just, like, regular season fatigue and they don't really care yeah. about it. But I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Like, I mean, they, they go on streaks and on runs where they are just blowing teams out, good teams too. So I wouldn't think anything of them. You know, taking it easy in like November, December. Do you th- do um, you think Clay Thompson cares anymore? I feel like no one talks about him anymore. Clay Thompson got the most publicity um, from his interview with the New York New York TV station about scaffolding. Yeah, did you see that? yeah, I did see it. <laughs> Just like a, a normal is, Joe is pretty Blow. Incredible. Yeah. He's he's pretty he's pretty amazing. I mean, has I, he turned has he turned into like him, but- has he turned into the most likable warrior? He's probably the most likable warrior yeah, at this point, just because nobody cares about him. And no one likes and the other three anything, guys. Right? Yeah, no one likes the other three guys either. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got some news. I'm I, I'm no longer so pro pro KD anymore. I mean, you can't be if you're a normal human being. I mean, I, I don't I don't hate him like like you and Mark did, but I, I still think he's very good at basketball. Probably still the second best player in the league by far. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I I don't care about him. Let's get off the Warriors. I don't care about them. All right. Who yep. do you want to go to next? You want to go Rockets or you want to go Spurs? I mean, the Rockets is I mean same story every year, right? Their their offense even now is like even even on a higher historic pace than they're on than in previous years. James Harden is now just as efficient as anyone else. He's Mock, Mock has always regarded him as, you know, the most devastating offensive player in the league, and he's kind of showing that again this year. Chris Paul was out for a while, and they just kept winning. But I will say the point God is very, it's really, really impressing me this year. He just came back a couple weeks ago. I think he has like 
80 assists to nine turnovers since he's been back or something ridiculous like that. And so he, I think it's like, I think it's like 67 to eight or so. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. It's like a nine to one ratio. Yeah. So the, the trio of, of D'Antoni, Harden and Chris Paul is actually working out very well. I'm going to a game, um, really soon. And I, I am really interested to see if I enjoy watching it because as you guys know, I, don't really enjoy watching Harden that much. And then Chris Paul has been one of my most hated players in the NBA for very long. Um, that being said, like, I mean, it seems like they're doing well. The highlights look good. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know how I feel after I, I see them live. And that trade ended up being very good for the Rockets, right? Because Beverly is out for the year. I haven't heard anything from Lou Williams. And the Clippers, after starting 5-0, and I think they're like 6-15 and or something uh, the Clippers are now down to eight and eleven. I think they lost like seven straight, and now Blake Griffin is out for a couple months too. Uh, going back, I, I mean, yeah, it was always a good trade, and you can't really predict Pat, Pat Beverly getting hurt for the season. But um, yeah, are you are you, do you think the Clippers are just done? Oh yeah, they're they are super done. Okay, okay. so they're eight and eleven. Let's they're like tied for ninth, tenth in the in the West right now. Let's just say they're gone. OKC. Who a lot of people thought was going to be top three or four in the West, they're at the same level. They're eight and eleven too. How do you feel about them? So I don't think OKC is going to have a good record. Obviously, eight and eleven, they'll probably finish with like forty-five to fifty wins. I still think they'll turn it around. Fifty would be impressive at this point. But I would say they're more built for the playoffs than outside of you know Rockets and Warriors because of just the dominant three guys that they have on on offense are they dominant i mean right now they're just trying to figure out how to play with each other obviously obviously they're not gonna they're not gonna get it right away but in the playoffs when it's like pick and roll or iso they have three of the best iso players right i mean but iso ball isn't gonna win playoff series it's not gonna beat the warriors but it might beat other teams not gonna beat the Spurs. Probably not gonna beat the Rockets. Actually, I think the um, I think the Thunder is gonna beat the the. They have a pretty good chance against the Warriors. I don't know if they're gonna get that far at this point. Well, here's here's could the be, question. It though. could they're, be a first round matchup. Uh, yeah, I guess it's possible. They're they're eight and eleven right now. Um, let's pretend that you are Sam Presti. Um, Sam Presti has done the following things. He traded. Um, He's traded so many guys before he had to. He traded Harden, obviously. Um, he traded guys like Reggie Jackson and uh, Jeff Green. He traded all of them like before he had to. What if we get to a point where the Thunder is still like 10th or 11th in the West, and it's like getting close to the All-Star break or the trade deadline? Do you think there's any chance that he just tries to move Paul George or Carmelo Anthony? I wouldn't put in any of that past them, but... It would be a, a really devastating blow to that franchise who, who went, who just lost Kevin Durant two years ago, was able to pick up two superstars, had an MVP in the, in the middle as well. Like that franchise, even with all all of its bad luck, has gotten, you know, has rebounded very well. And if he's gonna, I guess what I'm saying is, if he's gonna do this like self inflicted wound on the franchise, I don't see it happening. No, but I mean, it's not, I mean, 
the rebound is a one-year thing. Paul George is going to be a free agent this year. The the point of, of trading potentially would be to, to get something for Paul George, assuming that he's going to try to go to the Lakers in the offseason if the Thunder don't really do well at the end of this year. Don't you think that would be a better move? So are we sure that Paul George is going to go to L.A.? We're not sure, but he said that he really wanted to go there. And if if the Thunder you know, barely make the playoffs or out in the first round or something like that, wouldn't you think that he would leave? But it has to be like in con- in conjunction with someone else, right? Like, I don't want to throw his name in a hat, but he's going to go if LeBron goes or someone like that. Why would, why would he join the Lakers now? Because Lonzo Ball is not looking great at all. Lonzo Ball doesn't know how to shoot. He barely knows how to dribble. Um, thankfully, he got a haircut, so I guess he looks a little bit better. But I feel yeah. like he looks worse with the haircut. Oh, you think he looks worse? I'm just it, worried about his ankles, if, if his big baller brand shoes can hold up for the whole year. Because his haircut, his, or, yeah, his, his latest haircut, it highlights his acne problem. Which is really bad. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I don't want to talk about Lonzo Ball at all. Did, did you? Um, that's the, enough, right? The only thing I want to mention is he's shooting like 30% from the free throw line, which is absurd if you think about it. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, that's I know, very bad. I know he can't shoot threes. I know he can't shoot mid range, but no defense at the free throw line, and you're shooting like 30, 40%. And that's like, 40 attempts to be honest so that's kind of that's pretty embarrassing and and the second thing i want to mention is that the zoe 2s they're actually uh finally released so a lot of um you know the people i follow like urban streetwear and stuff on instagram they're posting the zoe 2 shoes that they finally got for 550 dollars um i don't I don't know much about those, but I had no idea Lonzo Ball was uh, shooting that poorly. Um, that That's enough about the Lakers and Lonzo. I, I don't care about them. I think we covered the Thunder, too. I don't know what's going to happen there, but what about the other L.A. team? How about the Clippers? We mentioned them briefly before. Um, do, isn't it pretty crazy that um, Blake Griffin just keeps that Kardashian curse going? It is, and I feel like... He's had knee problems for multiple years, right? His his rookie year, he had the knee problem, and then like at least four or five more times since then, right? I don't. Is is it always the knee? I mean, I think it's just all sorts of injuries. I feel like yeah. I mean, he's he had like the broken hand and the hamstring and all that, but I feel like it's always the left knee as well. But yeah, to answer your question, uh, Kendall Kardashian um, and Blake Griffin are official, obviously, and then boom. Before we know it, he's out for two months. I think it's fake. I think it's because the Clippers suck, so he doesn't want to play, and he just wants the Hollywood. Really? Life. Yeah. I did not. I did not. Uh, that that sounds really like. Who would it like? Is he deciding he doesn't want to play, or is the Clippers trying to tank? I think he just wants to spend two the holiday months with his new girlfriend. With Kendall Jenner. Yeah. I, I guess. Um. Doc Rivers is probably going to be gone, right? I, I never felt that Doc Rivers was a good coach, even when he won in Boston. So, I mean, good. Yeah, way. he's just like an inspirational speaker. <laughs> even then. He's just like a raspy, inspirational <laughs> raspy. speaker. Yeah. Uh, who, who really likes his son. I was listening to a podcast that was talking about Austin Rivers. 
um, whose PER, which is not like the perfect ranking uh, rating of players, but I think it was like under 10. League average is like 15. Um, and Austin Rivers is playing the second most minutes on the team, like uh, more than DeAndre, more than Gallinari or Lou Williams or anybody else on the team. And that's that. That's pretty. Uh, that that's just unabashed. It, that, that's incredible. Yeah, that's that's very telling. I would say the loss of Milos is. Um, quietly that's depressing yeah pretty pretty big because he he was a big guard that saw the floor really well instead of because without him and obviously without beverly they had zero absolutely zero playmaking and there was just no way for them to get you know a clean shot off but again we're talking about an la team way too much right now all right well we're we're um We've gone a lot into all these teams, even the West, um, really quickly. I mean, Minnesota, Denver, Portland, all looking pretty good. I think we're interested in them for the season, so maybe we can cover them next time. The Spurs are still third in the West. Kawhi Leonard hasn't even played a game yet, um, so they're just chugging right along. Anybody you want to cover before we close it out? Um, An underrated trade of the year so far, right? Eric Bledsoe to Milwaukee. Um, west to east there. Very rare when you see that happens, but I don't know how the Bucks are doing now. I know right after the trade, they they caught fire, won like, you know, consecutive games in a row, and I feel like the Bucks is the only team that can kind of give Cleveland a run for its money in the east. Um, interesting you say that. The Bucks actually have been doing really poorly the last I don't know, six or seven games. So, yeah, I think they won, like, three or four in a row, and then they've lost, like, um, they haven't been doing very well. Like, they lost by 30 points to the Mavericks. Yeah. That's not a good sign. Do you think Do you think um, the Greek freak is legit? Like, what happened to him after his crazy start to the season? He's still pretty incredible. I think he's still, that supporting cast isn't good enough yet. Uh, but we'll see how, how Bledsoe continues to mesh, and if they... Um, I think they can still get better. They're like right outside the playoff hunt right now. I think they should finish up in the the seven eight range. Oh wow! They're, could be, they're uh, not even in the top eight right now. No, I mean we had those overperformers. We had Detroit, Indiana, Philly that were kind of uh, killing it. In Miami, um, in New York with Porzinga, they're still they're still uh, doing really well. Do you think Philly is going to make the playoffs? Um, yeah, I think Philly's going to make the playoffs. Um, I don't know what the rest of the East is going to be. The West um, looks like it's shaking out kind of how we expected. The East is just like, I have no idea what's going on. But I have one more question for you, unless you have anything else. Yeah, I mean, in the West, the biggest surprise negatively is probably OKC, right? We thought they were going to win like 55 games. So um, just to go back on Philly... That would be a pretty interesting first-round matchup if it's Philly and Boston. I would watch that first-rounder. Yeah. Because usually first first two rounds of the NBA playoffs are super boring. I, w- I mean, I'd be interested even if it's like Philly-Detroit and it's Embiid against Drummond since they trash talk. Or if it's Philly-Cleveland, that'd be great too. I definitely will not watch Philly-Boston. Are you kidding? Philly, you mean Detroit? Oh, yeah, Philly-Detroit. I would only want to see the highlights of Embiid taunting Andre Drummond saying, you can't guard me. Or, or Embiid, Whiteside, they talk a lot too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the other one. But they can't match up because Miami's not that great. Uh, okay, so here's here's the question. Um, you're starting an NBA team tomorrow, and you can choose Giannis, Embiid, Porzingis, Towns. Who are you taking? 
Anthony Davis is not part of that group. Nah, he's two years older than all of them. So I think I'm, I'm actually really, really high on Towns. I'm gonna say, really. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Dude, Towns. that guy can't play defense at all. I'm gonna say Towns one because I don't think defense is is even important anymore in t- in today's NBA. Oh come on. And then secondly, I just think he's just like very solid, very fundamentally sound. Like the Greek freak, obviously is. It's just, it's unfair, right? His physical talents, but like if he gets in, I, I would say this. So out of those, the three, the three top guys that you named, in my opinion, are Przingod, Towns, and Greek Freak. If any of them have a like significant injury, I think it would affect Towns the least out of those three. Uh, I mean, significant injury will affect any of them. Equally, that's why he left Embiid out of the picture because it's very possible he can just get injured anytime, right? Yeah. What's are we still saying he's gonna play in less than fifty-five games this year? That's what I thought, but he's he's looking good so far. He's barely missed any games, and and he's playing back to backs now. Yeah, he's like over thirty minutes. He's playing some back to backs. Um, I but I still wouldn't take Embiid because of that that risk factor. I don't think I would take Towns because. Even though defense isn't like the most important thing, he's really bad at it, and he's not improving under Thibodeau, and that's that seems to be a problem. Um, I would probably go with Giannis, but Porzingis, man, that guy's been amazing. Would you take Embiid or Simmons? Oh, I'm, I forgot to include Simmons in there. I would take Simmons. Yeah, I think Simmons is more of a um, a type of talent that is better suited for today's NBA. Well. Y- Kind of, except that he can't shoot. Um, but he's got that LeBron kind of vision mentality. So very um, LeBron. I mean, not to say he's going to be anywhere near that good, but and I will say this: LeBron couldn't really shoot either the first couple years of his career. What's that? I would say this: that LeBron, LeBron couldn't really shoot either the first couple years of his career. As bad as it was, it wasn't anything near Ben Simmons right now. But I, you know. Simmons is so young. It's it's fine. He'll develop at least some sort of shot. He's got a lot of different ways to score already. Yeah. I would definitely take him over Embiid. Yeah, I mean, what, yeah, what makes him special is not really his ability to score, right? It's just his ability to yep. lead the team. And he's he's legitimately playing point guard at 6'10 or whatever. He also, Man, I can't believe they have both of those guys. He, al- he also doesn't have LeBron athleticism. That's one thing we... We kind of like overlook LeBron because we've seen him play for 15 years. But if you yeah. watch early LeBron, like even like the other day, I watched 08 highlights of him against the Magic in that series. It's it's night and day that LeBron versus today's LeBron. And we think that today's LeBron is already athletic, you know? Yeah. Um, Simmons definitely doesn't have that. He does have like that, that size and power that. It's kind of unexpected from a guy bringing the ball up court. Yep. But yeah, I don't think anybody's going to match those physical gifts that, that LeBron has. Um, Simmons definitely over Embiid, though. I'm glad that Philly has both of them. If Markel gets to play and his shoulder's okay, he learns how to shoot again, that'll be a really fun team for a while. I agree. And I think J.J. Redick is... He has like the best job in the NBA. He gets paid, what, like $25 million just to stand in the corner. 
Yeah, $23 million this year. He just signed on with The Ringer for his own podcast. Uh, I don't know what happened because he was he did an independent one and he was part of like the Uninterrupted and then now he's on The Ringer. I don't know if he's just taking a tour across all the podcast companies, but that guy's got the life. All right, let's wrap it up. Thanks for joining us on Six Pennies Podcast again. Thanks, guys. Uh, see you guys next time. Leave us a comment. Uh, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Six Pennies Podcast. iTunes.